This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone, welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Coming up on this week's show, a little bit later on, we will have another installment of our Game of the Week segment, a look back at some of the great games of 2019. We will also hear from Austin Contrulis from the Indians Communications Department. He has some of the first details on Tribe Fest 2020, the important things like the date and the place and uh, who might be appearing as part of Tribe Fest next winter. So uh, be on hand for that. We will also, when we return after this short break, be joined by Roberto Perez. What a week it has been for the Tribe catcher as he was named the Rawlings Gold Glove Award winner for catchers in the American League. Also, Wilson's Defensive Player of the Year among Major League catchers and their overall Player of the Year defensively, regardless of position. And one of the reasons why he did not allow a passed ball all season long, and as we'll hear from Roberto, that means a lot from a defensive standpoint. That, that tells you how, how much pride I got, you know, uh, playing behind the plate. And, and, and it's tough because our rotation with so many guys going down, you get guys in, you know, you get younger guys. So you got to find a way to, to make them trust you, you know, with, with different stuff, uh, their different ball movements. So it's it's something that I, you know, that, that I put a lot of effort in. Now that's tribe catcher Roberto Perez. We'll hear from him after this short break on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Bowers ready. The pitch, runner goes, pitch up and in. Perez throw to second, slide tag. Got him! Tag made by Kipnis. Head first slide. Remember, Houston already used a challenge and lost it. What a throw by Perez. It looked like El Tuve had a good jump. El Tuve caught stealing for the second time in three tries. And he was definitely out. Man, did Roberto Perez get rid of that in a hurry to Jason Kipnis. And was Roberto fired up? That's as big a big-time throw as you can have late in any game. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. 
And what a week it has been for Indians catcher Roberto Perez. Last Sunday night, named the Rawlings Gold Glove Award winner for American League catchers, joined his teammate Francisco Lindor, who also won a gold glove for Lindor, his second. For Perez, it was his first. And then as the week went by, Wilson announced its Defensive Player of the Year awards. And Perez was named Defensive Player of the Year among all Major League catchers, not just American League. And then they went and topped that by naming Perez the top defensive player in the game, regardless of position. So what a week it has been for Roberto. We had a chance to catch up with him as he was in Cleveland rehabbing that ankle, the right ankle that required surgery after the season. How about that? He put together some great numbers while nursing a troublesome ankle that had to be cleaned up a little bit in the offseason with surgery. So he's back in town. We caught up with him earlier this week to talk about his season gone by. And here's some of the nuts and bolts for you that led to these awards. In terms of innings caught, he led American League catchers with 993 innings. Here's the big one. No passed balls by Roberto Perez in all those innings caught. That's only the fourth time since 1930 that any major league catcher with at least 118 games played did not allow a passed ball, and it hasn't happened since Johnny Bench did it during his Hall of Fame career. Perez not only led the league in innings caught, he led the league in caught stealing percentage right around 40%. So just a great year all around, and of course his pitchers will vouch for him in terms of the work he does behind the plate. So a great chance to catch up with Roberto. We had a nice conversation, and let's listen in to how that went down at the ballpark earlier this week. We're at Progressive Field downtown Cleveland with this year's Gold Glove Award winner as American League catcher Roberto Perez. And uh, how's that sound, Roberto? I, I know you've been working at it a long time. That has to feel good. <laughs> it feels good. It feels um, when when everybody talk about it, you know, I, it hasn't soaked in yet. Um, but it's... Uh, it's an award that I don't. I'm not taking it for granted. Um, you know, I always come to the field to give 100%. Um, whether whether I'm playing, whether I'm not playing, um, I'm, I've been fortunate to have Sandy Alomar. I have to give a lot of credit to him. Uh, that he helped me a lot um, to win this. He's part of this, and I'm just uh, you know very excited. Along those lines, you mentioned Sandy Alomar. What type of impact does he have on you on a day-to-day basis? He's he's always positive about thing about things. You know, he he never try to change you. Um, he work on what you already have, um, and, and that's a good thing. You know, sometimes you get coaches that they're trying to they try to fix you, or they try to, or they want you to catch like like uh, like Molina or, or different guys. And 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 no, you know, every every catcher is different. Um, but he uh, he's very positive, man. He always try to get the ne- uh, try to get a positive out of the negative, you know. And then and that's what you want from a, from a guy that played 18 years, you know. He got a, he got experience. He's a he's a one-time Gold Glove too. I think he was the last catcher to got a Gold Glove here in Cleveland. But uh, but man, uh, I love Sandy. He's uh, he's a great coach, but uh, also my mentor. You reference Molina, just in passing, real quick, but Yadier Molina, because of where he's from and where you're from, uh, how much of an impact has he had on your career? Man, I think he, uh, Yadier Molina, you know, he, he, he kind of changed the, the the catching style. He, you know, he, he means a lot, man. It, it, 
that guy, he was, uh, you know, me coming up from the minor league, he was my favorite player. And finally, in 2016, after the World Series, I got to work with him, and I, and I, and I had to, uh, had to, the chance to meet him, and figure out a lot of things from him because all he does is talk about baseball 24/7. But uh, you know, he's a future Hall of Famer. Um, I, I, I've always talked to him. Um, he always try to give me some tips and some some advice and just trying to follow his steps, man. I think he's probably the best catcher in baseball. I'm just so so happy uh that I that I, that I, that this could be done. Gold Glove catcher Roberto Perez joining us. The Gold Glove it's a, it recognizes defensive excellence, but it seems like there's some offensive production tied to it every year for if you look at the guys who win. Uh, that seems to matter and you had a great year offensively too. Do, do you think the two kind of go hand in hand when it comes to this award but or maybe the offense sheds a little more light on how good you are behind the plate? Uh, I think I always said I'm a defensive guy first. Um, hitting will come by by playing. It, it, like like I said earlier, it's it's hard it's hard to play once a week. When you play every day, you, you get to to show what you're capable of doing. And I, I I took I took care of my defense first, and then on my offense. I really worked on my hitting with the with our hitting coaches with Victor and this year. So. I think it kind of complement each other, you know. Once once you start swinging and what you're doing and 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 getting that confidence, you know, when when you hit the when you're hitting the baseball, it, it translate and you translate uh, that into the into the field. I mean, it's uh, it's something that I that I don't take uh, for granted. So uh, it, it, it kind of give me the motivation to. In this off season, work as hard as I can uh, to to have a better 2020 season. And you mentioned that you're coming off surgery. Uh, I think we had talked in August at Yankee Stadium. I remember we were chatting, and uh, you said you know you had to do a lot to make sure you got on the field each day because of what was going on with your ankle. How did the surgery go, and and where you at in terms of being able to play on time? Um, everything went well. Uh, I know I, you know it was it was uh, it was tough for me. Uh, when when I had those bone spurs that they were killing me since early April, um, but to be able to get it done and, and and I already feel so much better. Even I know I know how I have a cast on right now, but uh, I should be ready to go by spring training uh, with no restrictions. So uh, this week they take the stitches out and then they put me on a walking uh, boot. Um, so I think uh, by next week, I think I'm going to be doing some exercises for for my uh, ankle. Um, I just can't wait to get ready for uh 2020 season, man. So you're playing a lot of the year with an ankle that's a struggle. You get through the season, no pass balls. That's happened a handful of times in Major League history for catchers have caught as much as you did this season. Did you Were you aware of that, and were you thinking about that at all the last couple of weeks of the year to try and get through with, with a spotless record there? I, <laughs> to be honest, I was aware probably the last month of the year. Um, every time they, people talk about it, I was like knocking on the wood. I was like, ah, knock on wood. I don't... Um, but yeah, I was I was aware. Um, it put it put a lot of a little bit more pressure on myself because um, I I think uh, I don't know when was the last guy that didn't have a fastball. Um, 
you know, in a year, in a single season. But uh, that that tells you how how much pride, how much pride I got, you know, uh, playing behind the plate. Um, and, and and it's tough because our our rotation with so many guys going down. You get guys in, you know, you get younger guys that. So you gotta find a way to to make you trust, make them trust you. You know, with, with different stuff, uh, their different ball movement. Because um, you spring training, you get, you you get, um, you know, Kluber. You already, you you. I already know what Kluber, how his ball moves and everything like that. Then you got Carrasco. He went down. Then Clevenger went down. Then you got these guys coming out. You don't know what the ball is doing. You know, you don't know their movement. So. Um, it's it's something that I you know that that I put a lot of effort in. Um, I always try to tell them, um, you know, when, when the younger guys come in, I say I always tell them like, hey, don't be afraid to check me off. I'm I'm here for you. Um, I don't know everything. I'm still learning as, uh, like like you. So um, that that kind of because those guys when they get called up when you're young, you try to do too much. You know, in on the mound, so then balls everywhere. Then as a catcher, you get like a goalie. You you, you don't trust yourself. You you're trying to jab everything and and and. But uh, but they 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 help me. They help me through it. They help me a lot too. Um, you know, with with their calm and and being confident on the mound. So, uh, um, I'm just very grateful. Did you ever get feedback from them on? Whether they could say, you know, hey, I I know now that I can bury a slider in the dirt if I need to because you're back there. Of course, man. They they always, you know, they always come to me and 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 tell me that they're like, hey, man, that that was a nice job, you know. Um, when you block everything and you're keeping everything in front of you, you in, in a big spot with pressure. If if you got a catcher behind the play that that they don't trust, you know, oh, I cannot bounce a breaking ball right here. Then he hangs it, then, you know, game, different game. But when you have a guy that can bounce a breaking ball with men on third, you know, two outs in the ninth, he's he got more confident. We're visiting with Roberto Perez, the Gold Glove Award winner behind the plate in the American League. And we'll finish with this, Roberto. Uh, this game is uh, its amazing how quickly things can turn. This time a year ago, you were – sitting behind an all-star catcher in Jan Gomes, and I'm sure you weren't sure what the future held. Uh, but within a month, he's traded, and you're the guy. But a lot of players aren't able to take advantage of that opportunity. You did. Why do you think that happened? <sighs> I think uh, I just wanted to, you know, he did a really good job with Corey Kluber, you know, our, with our pitching staff. Um, we had a great team. He, he, uh, he was a hard worker, man. Um, and as soon as he got traded, I said, hi, Perez, you got the hands full, you know, with Kluber, Carrasco, you know, Kluber is a two-time side young, so I was like, I'm going to work harder. Um, I got to make them trust me more. Uh, I'm going to be the guy. Um, but that, you know, that that's, uh, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't took it for granted, man. I, I knew what what I was capable of doing. Um, that's when I, w- I was in Dominican. When he got traded, I was in Dominican. And uh, as soon as he got traded and I find out, I was like, all right, let's 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 get ready. It's going to be a long season. And uh, and I want to I wanna 
I want to build and have something special, you know, in Cleveland. So uh, he he did he did a great job. I learned a lot from John. Um, he was a great guy, great teammates, great teammate, great dad, man. Uh, you know, and I wish him the best. And um, but I'm just taking advantage of the opportunity because you never know when I'm when I'm gonna get the second one. So uh, hopefully, I keep doing what I, what what I did this year. You know, build of this year and and have a a better to 2020. Your little guy just stopped in to say hi. <laughs> Does he have any idea that, that you want a gold glove? Does he would even know what a gold glove is? No, no, no. He probably doesn't. Uh, he was, uh, you know, last night we were at home watching the the, um, the announcement, and uh, you know everybody was screaming, so he was screaming. So, uh, but it's happy, man. Uh, I think uh, I thank my family, man. My wife, um, she always she's always there, man. Good times, bad times. When I was when I was in the minor league struggling and, and, and she's uh she's been there for me. Uh so I gotta thank her for that, you know. Um my kids that they're uh, my mother, you know, to come here every day and, and and this is for them. Uh and my mom back at home. Why what can I say? My mom, she deserved all the credit uh in the world. She's uh she's she was my, my mom and my dad at the same time. I never had a dad. Um so uh th- this is for her. Um uh, she's she's the she's the true go glower for me, and uh, hopefully uh, I keep I keep doing this. Well, it was great to see you this year, and uh, congratulations, no Roberto. Thanks for the time. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. What a year it has been for Roberto Perez, and he is dead set on being prepared and ready to go for spring training, as he was already hard on the rehab trail at the ballpark earlier this week, and uh, he's a regular there now throughout the off season. Stay tuned. We'll have more to come. We'll hear some of the details on Tribe Fest 2020. Austin Contrulis from the Indians front office will join us next on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. How about that? Good for him. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And we are joined now by Austin Controllis, the Indians manager of communications and great news as if you're getting that itch for baseball, and we know you will by the middle of winter, Tribe Fest is returning. And Austin has all the information that was announced earlier this week. Austin, and uh, fill us in. When is Tribe Fest and where is it going to be in 2020? Uh, yep, Rosie, it is going to be at the Cleveland Convention Center once again, returning for the third year to that space, and we're really excited about that, and it's going to take place on Saturday, February 1st, so about a month later than we did last year, um, but going to be very exciting this time around because we're going to be so close to spring training, uh, I think it's going to play really nicely going Tribe Fest February 1st, and about a week later, the uh, the whole team will be in Goodyear, Arizona. So uh, it's going to be really exciting. going to be another great Tribe Fest event. Um, and we're really excited to be back at the convention center. That space has been great for us the last two years that we've had it there. And then, obviously, the All-Star Game Fan Fest was held there uh, this last July. So we're, we're really excited to get back there. And I know in the past the, the format has been split. There's a season ticket holder component and then a general public component as well. Is that similar for this season? It is. So very similar to years past, uh, the season ticket holder exclusive event is taking place once again. 
uh, and that's for our valued season ticket holders. They get their own morning session uh, from 8.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Uh, a little crowded usually than the afternoon session. Uh, tickets to get in, general admission is $5 cheaper than the general session. Uh, and then they get their exclusive event and a couple exclusive uh, Tribe Fest activities that you don't see throughout the day also take part uh, at the season ticket holder exclusive event. So uh, nice to reward our season ticket holders with kind of their own event in the morning. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't join. You can still get season tickets at Indians.com slash season tickets for this year. So you can still take part in that session uh, if you become a season ticket holder. So that's 8.30 to 12.30 p.m. Uh, that's $5 general admission tickets, and that goes to benefit the Cleveland Indians Charities Foundation, which is great. Uh, and those tickets also go on sale two days earlier than the general public event. So tickets for season ticket holders for Tribe that's go on sale Tuesday, November 12th at 10 a.m. Uh, and the general public event, which is 1.30 to 7.30 p.m., it's the afternoon session. Those tickets go on sale Thursday, November 14th, uh, and they're $10 to get in. When you look at the opportunity to meet players, I know that's a big highlight for a lot of fans who attend Tribe Fest in the past. Uh, how much of a, a part of this year's Tribe Fest will that be once again? Oh, that's always the biggest thing. The, the whole idea about Tribe Fest and the great part about Tribe Fest is you really get to be up close and, and personal with our players for a day. So whether that's doing some interactive activity, being on the big baseball diamond that's usually there, uh, having players, you know, throw batting practice to kids or being in the batting cages or doing a pitching session. You know, that's always there. And those are the, the fun interactive things where the players aren't signing, uh, but you're actually getting to experience uh, different activities with players. And then, of course, the autograph session is always very popular on this day. Um, and something new that we're doing this year for, for 2020 is all-star autograph session. So those sessions are going to be different than the regular regular player autograph sessions and it's going to guarantee you at least two current roster players who have been all-stars in the past so uh you can you can guarantee some bigger names in those autograph sessions the autograph session ticket prices are going to be um a little more than the regular player autograph sessions because of that um but it does guarantee you uh two past all-stars who are currently on our roster which is which is really cool and something different than what we've done in the past uh, that's not to say those players won't be in regular autograph sessions as well throughout the day, uh, but obviously there's not a guarantee um, of, of who you're getting in those regular player autograph sessions. In the all-star autograph sessions, you're guaranteed two former all-stars. So once again, TribeFest 2020, February the 1st at the Cleveland Convention Center. Tickets go on sale for the season ticket holder exclusive session next Tuesday. General public tickets on sale next Thursday. And uh, Austin, just to wrap it up, it's always easy to get Tribe tickets. How do you get them? Yes, head to www.indians.com. So uh, head there. You can go to indians.com slash TribeFest for, for specific TribeFest news. Uh, and uh, keep an eye out on the Indian social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as we'll be releasing more info as we get closer to that February 1st truck. Good stuff, Austin. Thank you. Thank you. Go Tribe. That's Austin Controllis, the Indians' manager of communications. Stay tuned. Tribe Talk continues after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network.
Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And so many ways to pick up our show each week. You can do so on the Indians Radio Network, which uh, has markets and radio stations and markets throughout Northeast Ohio, on into Pennsylvania, and upstate New York, too. So a lot of ways to pick it up each week. We usually air on Saturday right around 5 o'clock or 6, depending on your radio station and your market. You can also hear Tribe Talk on Indians.com. All the archived editions are there as well. Or you can pick it up in podcast form on Apple iTunes or the iHeartRadio app. We continue and conclude this week's show with a, a look back at 2019. We have our Game of the Week segment most weeks here on Tribe Talk. And this week we take you to Boston, Tuesday night, May the 28th. The Indians and Red Sox in a, a series at Fenway Park. And this one was notable not only for how it turned out, and it was a wild ball game, a comeback win for the Tribe, but also the major league debut for young right-hander Zach Plesak. The Indians had gone through some tough times in terms of injuries to their starting rotation. Corey Kluber down with the broken arm. Mike Clevenger out with that shoulder-back muscle issue. And Carlos Carrasco, uh, it hadn't been announced yet, but he had stopped pitching, and it wouldn't be long before the Indians and Carrasco would reveal that he was battling leukemia. So the Tribe, to stay in the hunt in terms of the pennant race, needed some surprises from the minor leagues, and they certainly got that from Plesak. And this is his major league debut night again Tuesday night, a rainy night at Fenway Park, 53 degrees in New England, as the Indians and Red Sox prepared to do battle. And before the game, Terry Francona talked about why the Indians chose Plesak to come up from the minor leagues to make the start. What is it about Zach Plesak that's impressed you or maybe even opened your eyes? I mean, I don't know that any of us have ever seen him pitch in a pro game. No, none of us have. That's what we were laughing about coming up here. You know, I mean, we've never, we've never seen this kid. Um, he is not lacking confidence. <laughs> and, and that's a good thing. I mean, this kid, you know, I used to, I've told the story about Dustin Bedroya, he wakes up in the morning to come and kick your ass. That's how this kid seems to me. Like, he mm -hmm. is, you know, he doesn't care who he's facing. Uh, he, he, he's showing up, and he is ready to go win a ball game. Now, the game began with a pretty heavy rain falling at Fenway Park, but it didn't take long to see that Plesak was up to the challenge at historic Fenway Park. The pitch swung on, lifted high in the air to center. Routine for Mercado. Yeah, Zach Plesek. People said, is it fair to start him in Fenway Park? Won't he be awfully nervous? Sure doesn't look like it. If he is, he's got nerves of steel. And 11-pitch first inning to take care of Betts, Devers, and Bogarts at Fenway Park. Wow, no score after one. So Plesek was off to a good start, and he would need to be, as the Indians are facing David Price, but uh, after the Indians at bat in the top half of the second inning, the rains really began to pick up, and the game was delayed. The tarp was pulled with the game still scoreless. The rain never stopped, but eventually let up enough to restart the game after a 69-minute delay. Would Plesak come back out to continue? Well, Terry Francona, his manager, stayed with him following that delay, and Plesak did not disappoint. Zach Plesak. That abbreviated delivery from the first base side of the rubber, and the pitch swung on a bouncer to third. Nice chest-high hop handled by Ramirez, who throws out Mookie Betts. 
I mean, the Indians have not been getting length at all from their rotation. And the kid comes up in his Major League debut, and the Indians haven't had this kind of an effort in quite a while. And the young man's night is coming to an end. Indians manager Terry Francona is going to make the call to the bullpen. What a night. He gives up a one-out triple to Raphael Devers. He makes 86 pitches in an outstanding Major League debut by Zach Plesek. Xander Bogarts came through with an RBI single that put the Red Sox on top 1-0, but that would be the only earned run allowed by Plesak in just a terrific debut. Boston added two more runs in the bottom half of the sixth inning to make the lead 3-0, but in the eighth, the Indians got right back into it thanks to a big hit from Gold Glove winner Francisco Lindor. The pitch. Swung on, ripped to the gap in right center. It'll get down and go all the way to the wall. Allen scores. Freeman scoring. Into second with a two-run double. Frankie Lindor, who gives it a fist pump. So Lindor makes it a one-run game, rifling a two-run double up the alley in right center. And Lindor with his fifth double and now 18 RBIs, and the Indians have made it a game. However, the Red Sox responded right away. They scored two runs in the bottom half of the eighth inning, and it wasn't looking good for the Tribe on the road, trailing 5-2, to two, heading to the ninth. But the Indians, well, they got some hope back when their other Gold Glove Award winner and our guest earlier in the show, Roberto Perez, led things off. Brazier, he's got that mid-90s fastball. Slider and changeup. His next pitch. Swung on, hit pretty well to deep center. Looking up and watching this one get out of here is Jackie Bradley Jr. Wow, did that ball take off. And so Roberto Perez to dead center has his seventh home run. And the Indians trail 5-3. to three. The next batter, Jake Bowers, drew a walk. And then an unlikely power source tied things up with one swing. Now the set, now the pitch. Allen drives one to deep right. Down the line it goes. Gone! We are tied on Greg Allen's first home run of the year. How about that? A gigantic blast down the right field line. And the Indians have scored three here in the ninth inning and have tied the game at five on a solo blast to center by Roberto Perez and a two-run homer down the right field line by Greg Allen and mentioned how Brazier had been scuffling lately. Well, he has a full-out implosion and his third blown save. The Boston bullpen meltdown continued with a hit batter and two walks to load the bases for Jordan Luplo. Now the 2-1. Swung on, drilled. Deep right field. Back is Betts. Track, wall. He got a glove on it. Dropped the ball. Into scores, Lindor. Mercado is following him home. Into second is Luplo and stopping at third is Santana. The gold glover. The MVP. Got back near the wall. Reached up. Got a glove on it and didn't catch it. And the Indians take the lead 7-5 to five and have scored 
stunningly five runs here in the ninth inning. And then Brad Hand was on to finish off the Red Sox in the bottom half of the ninth inning. Again, Brad Hand is ready. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. Ball game. Chased the slider down and away. And Brad Hand strikes out the side and leaves the tying runs on base. What a comeback win for the Indians tonight. They stun the Red Sox 7-5. to five. The following day, we caught up with the rookie, Zach Plesak, to talk about his wild Major League debut. It was just fun. Uh, the rain wasn't too heavy to where it was inconvenient, you know. Um, and, and coming from the Midwest, I've uh, played in, in weather conditions like that plenty of times, so it kind of just brought me back, you know, to home at the same time, too. But um, it wasn't too bad, you know, it kind of, towards the end of the night, it lightened up, and um, the ground screw here actually kept the field in great condition. The, mo the mound wasn't too wet, or um, so other than that, you know, it was a great night. It seemed like you were in command from the get-go. Were there any jitters early on, and, and if yes, when did you settle in? <laughs> yeah, there was, there was some jitters. I, I said I had the jitter fingers a little bit, you know, the first first hitter of the, of the game that I was facing. Um, after the first inning went through, it definitely eased off a little pressure and eased, eased the tension that was in the air. Um, and we had the rain delay, and it almost gave me a chance to settle in and kind of catch my feet, you know, and, um, you know, even catch my breath, you know, just kind of gave me a time to relax. And it slowed it up, too, for me. So it, it, was, it was a good experience, you know, and um, throughout it all, couldn't have drawn it up any, any crazier. It was fun to watch, that's for sure. Zach, thanks for coming by. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, please, Zach, a, a really a young man with a good head on his shoulders, seems to have things in perspective, and at the age of 24, put together an outstanding rookie season, ended up making 21 starts for the Indians in 2019, finished with an 8-6 and six record, a solid ERA of 3.81, averaged to just about a strikeout per inning, a little bit less than that, but certainly uh, some good stuff and velocity. And along the way, through his first complete game shutout, that was in Los Angeles against the Angels in early September. So a great season for Zach Plesak, and our Game of the Week segment featured his Major League debut back in late May. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, thanks to Brian Matze for helping to put together our shows each week. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.